All right, today I'm here with Charles Hudson, and I actually uh, got a chance to hang out with Charles earlier in the week when we were talking about the um, big uh, VW gathering here at the American Legion Post 639 on Saturday, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Before that, though, um, I noticed that he served as an or in uh, the Army Security Agency. Now, tell me what that is, sir. The ASA is the military counterpart of your civilian the NSA. Okay. Yeah. They are the okay connected. So okay. Except that's the military side who when we're in an area like Vietnam for instance if the enemy used a radio you're not gonna hide. Period. You knew about it. We knew where you were on the map. I mean, draw an X. Well, think about that for a second, though, because the technology now, I mean, it's obviously better. G- GPS and satellite tracking, and they could literally, from what I understand, based on what my stepfather has told me when he worked at NORAD, like, and this was years ago, yeah. if they wanted to see you in your living room, guess what? They there, could see you in your living room. There's ways. Yeah, and that's now. But then you didn't have that. So tell me how you would figure that out. Basically. There was us, who was all the way north. We, the only thing north of me was North Vietnam. Okay. Then there was another station all the way south, and then a sister station over in Thailand. When you can draw three lines, and they all intersect, guess what's there? You. Yeah. Okay. Now, you pass that information along, whether it's to the Air Force with B-52s, or to a fire base with eight-inch howitzers, mm-hmm. uh, there it is. Do with it as you will. Yeah. We can we can tell you where they're at. Now that was Vietnam, but the agency was also because it, it no longer exists under this name. But the same thing is still going. It's on. called something different. It's something different. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we were worldwide. I mean, not just the war zone. Uh, we were keeping track of well, everybody. Yeah, of course. Everyone. It's the uh, world. It's like the world security ev- agency. Everywhere in the world, we yeah. were there, and uh, again, take the information, decipher it. Is it good, bad, or indifferent? And somebody else decide. What do you want to do with it? You know, we can only tell you. Yeah. Okay, and. Uh, I I had joined the agency <laughs> because the next day, my draft day was... Quink. So you chose to pick versus getting it picked for I, you. I enlisted yeah. the day before yeah. my draft day because I got my draft notice, my brown envelope, Christmas Eve oh. of 68. That was in my mailbox, and as soon as I saw it... I, I know what this is already. Because I had already went and tested and physical, and, and I'm yes, I'm healthy, and I like to camp, and I like guns. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's what they're looking for. And when the second one shows up, it's only one thing. And be here it, on this date, and yeah. it was be here in a month. So L.A. and so I was there uh, on the day. But I enlisted because the draft day was like the next day. 
And so I enlisted that day once the counselor told me about these people. And after I had said, well, what I'm interested in is computers. Now, that's computers of 1968. Yeah. Big frame, NCR Corporation. One, mega, one megabyte for an entire room of, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that much. If that much. Because uh, I worked for NCR, computer division, uh-huh. and my game plan before that envelope showed up was to get my associates, which I was taking programming and everything. All, by the way, all by hand programming. Too. Oh, that's yeah, by yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking like what programmers think now. Where no, it's no, all, no, no. It's all by hand programming. Ain't no keyboard. No, it's no. It's pencil and paper. Yeah. You write it out first. Yeah. After you know it's good, because one character yeah. kills it, okay? Uh, and now you convert it to, again, most people don't know, IBM cards. Okay? I get the blank look. That's, yeah. Oh, no, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, IBM cards, uh, which are a punch card. Oh, yeah. Okay. Put that through the right machine. The punch tells the machine what it is you want to do. And so your program might be a stack of cards this deep, and you run it all through, and that tells the system what what do you want to do. Yeah. Okay. And whatever it is you're asking it, it won't be real complex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nah. No. That came later. Yeah, yeah. But um, so because of that background. Okay, what I was aiming to. Um, when he told me about the agency, and he said, as soon as I said computers, he just kind of, you and 10,000 others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said, well, the closest I can get you is these people called the Army Security Agency, and they deal in something called crypto. I said, say what? Crypto. Cryptology. Cryptology. And so he told me about crypto, and I said, yeah, sounds interesting. And it is, because I worked in it for years. Anyhow, um, so we went that route, and it was a four-year enlistment, which... I was only I only turned 21 that month, okay. So I wasn't even 21 yet, and four years looks this big when you're in your 20s. Yeah, okay, it looks giant. Well, later on, come time for reenlistment, said, "Can I get more than four? Have it less than little because I ended up doing 20." You did okay. Full, yeah, I did the full route. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> after he had told me about it. And so I at least had some working knowledge of what we're dealing with here. Uh, I obviously learned a lot more once I got to Vietnam, actually in the field and doing, okay? Uh, That turned out to be the best choice I could possibly have ever made because this had implications years later in the civilian market because of this background. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one time, one thing that happened, I, I like to tell, because it was me, uh, in California, out where they built the space shuttle, space shuttle number one, okay, it was built out there in the desert between Edwards Air Force Base and then closer to where my office was, 
thing called the Skunk Works. Most people are not familiar. Chuck Yeager. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man who broke the speed. Yeah, pilot. He broke the speed of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he worked out of that place. And so, whole lots of that kind of stuff was what happened there. Yeah. The Skunk Works. Bunch of testing. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Not just anybody could wander in. No, 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 no. Anyhow, so. The shuttle was built in between these places, and at that time, I was working uh, microfilm systems, okay, outfit called OSE Industry, O-C-E, OSE, Dutch, and um, their reader printer, which took IBM cards with a 35-millimeter film on one end and would blow it up to 42-inch print, okay, and their machine had issues. And so I uh, said, well, there's only three of us on the whole West Coast authorized to do it. To do it. Yeah, yeah. And I said, and I'm the only one that's still got a secret clearance. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the one. So got- guess who went out and walked around under the shuttle? Oh, that's cool. It's like, is this the coolest yeah, service call I can imagine. Ever? Oh, that's so cool. You know, I went there twice. Once while it was still mounted on the backs of tractor trailers yeah. the next time it had been the wing and the fuselage had been put together but no wheels yet it's up on jacks and that time they had just put the heat shields on and I asked the guy one of the engineers after I was done with their machine to get him back up and I said can I walk around underneath and just look he says put your hands in your pockets touch nothing because skin oil. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. want that no. on that heat no, shield. No, 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 no. That's no. Not, not a good thing. No, no. So I said, I can yeah. I can do that. And so I walked around under the space shuttle, just, just eyeballing, looking at it. And, and at that time, I'm thinking, because see, by this time, I've, I've been doing service work for a while, okay, and different things besides microfilm, I, but that's close enough. Um, and, but my thought was, is this the absolute coolest service call oh, absolutely. you're ever going to make? Yeah. And the answer is yes. That's hilarious. And so that was pretty neat. Um, working in the civilian world, now this was, see, I got out of the regular army in 72, the fir- first time. The first time. Okay, and then I had a nine-year break before I went back in to finish out, finish my time, uh-huh. which I'm glad I did. That's good. Anyhow, in that nine years, I worked in, oh, you remember the term microfiche? Yeah, yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, when microfiche first hit the market, I mean the beginning. Yeah. I had already been to the microfiche schools. Yeah. And I, I'd already been all that route. And so I worked microfiche, microfilm for the next while, several years. Okay. Um, it's really the last step before digital. Actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like the last kind of analog film thing that we did that wasn't digital. Uh, yeah. The closest digital would be when they would, on a rather large machine, uh, company was called Data Graphics, and it took a computer tape, back when it was tape, okay, run this tape and it converts it down to alphanumeric to the itty bittiest 
little stuff you can imagine. Because on a microfiche that's about that big, you could have 48 pages of exceedingly fine typewritten information on this, okay? Uh, which means the individual piece of film you put it under a microscope yeah oh yeah okay it's just the data graphics machine was just that good okay uh and then they take that film master and put it on my machine and like how many of these you want how about a thousand and now starts up pumps out a thousand of them and those maybe will end up the phone company because the phone company was on Fish, uh, Hughes Aircraft, and ev- and the other facets of Hughes, are all on microfiche, and people like that. Okay, yeah. where data is a massive thing, and uh, I worked that for years. Uh, quite interesting. Some of the places I was in. Oh, I'm sure of. some of the technology stuff that you did. Yeah. that's pretty. It's like, um, it was pretty cool. It's it's as crypto as you could get before digital. Yeah. Which leads me to my next question. What do you think about all this cryptocurrency stuff? You know, I know diddly squat really? about it. And I'm thinking, you know what? Give me gold. Yeah, see, I'm worth this. It's an investment. It's, it's Okay. It's like buying somebody. It's like buying a baseball card and thinking that you're going to be able to sell it for double what you paid for it. Maybe it's, yes, yeah, maybe no. Yeah, yeah. And only if you can find someone that's willing to buy it. So, um, I got a chance to see your VW bus the other day. How'd you get into doing that? (laughs) Okay, out west, I had my 59 Beetle. Uh Okay. I really wish I had back now. That's about a $35,000 Beetle now for that exact one. In okay condition. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're talking cherry. Yeah, yeah. Like new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also for a while, I owned a 69 camper bus, uh-huh. pop top. Eh, eh. I, I won't own another one. But my Renee's bus, the one you saw, that's a steel top. Uh-huh. My bus is a steel top and like that, okay? A whole lot less to deal with. Um, but that, my first one was in California. Um, it ended up getting sold and I don't know who I sold it to but be that as it may until I got back here in 94 after I had escaped Los Angeles (laughs) because I was I was afraid of getting shot Um, oh yeah that was Wright's time uh, I I did it yeah yeah oh Rodney yeah that's right that's Wright's time I did three weeks out on the streets with that for that knucklehead. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a whole another story. I actually sat next to a, a guy on the bus that was in Compton when that stuff was going down, and told me from his perspective. Not a good place. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Still yeah. is. I mean, how you've been to L.A. in the last five years, dude? There's tents up, up, up and down the freeway, up and down every I, exit you go to. It's I unreal. have not been back since I left. Because problem I, out there is I didn't nuts. lose nothing. No, you didn't. You gained everything by selling everything and getting the hell out of there. As yes, far away from west and the east as you can get. My office was in the town of Palmdale which you're in the desert you're the maximum North LA County Yeah. okay uh, you're 55 miles from downtown but you're in the desert I mean the only thing beyond you is California desert mm-hmm. and that goes forever okay anyhow in Palmdale I ran a 
a uh, office out there for uh, the California National Guard, Army National Guard. Except that I'm full time. I don't, I don't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, if the unit goes overseas, guess what? Yeah, you're going. I'm gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But been there, done that already. So, ain't no deal. Uh, anyhow, um, out there, late '93, one year after the riots, obviously a whole slew of them had moved out, and we're out there now. And so you get enough of them out there, you now got gangs. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm waking up midnight to the pistol shots going on, and I said, "Okay, they're here. Time to go. It is. It is time, time to, to go. go." So I called my command down in Long Beach area, Signal Hill actually, and uh, I said, "Here's what's going on. I know where this is going." And I'm in and out of the public all the time. And I'm, and I'm always in uniform. I know what this means. I'll get shot. I prefer not to. And so I told them December 31st, that's it. I'm gone. And I arranged it through my counselors in St. Louis. That's where the head, let's call it headquarters, Anything that's reserved, and if you're not in uniform, they call you're a reservist, even if you're not active. Yeah, yeah. But you have background, okay. And so I said, "This is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. I'm moving." Thank you. Have we got any ketchup in the neighborhood? Oh, right in front of me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So I, uh, you know. I just I made the decision and here I am. Twenty years in, and they, you know you, uh, I've been here since the first week of '94. That's awesome. Um, and that's uh, boy, that was a good move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that was that was the best way to go. Well, um, just another side note: uh, this Saturday they've got the uh, Junebug Jamboree, which is an annual uh, VW. Uh, meet up. You're going to see bugs. You're going to see buses. You're going to see all kinds of stuff. It's here at the American Legion Post 639. It's free to attend, correct? Yeah. But if you want your bug judged or your bus judged or something, you got to pay for that. But seriously, yeah. if it's going to be weather's going to be great. Um, bring the family out. It's family friendly. It's always a blast, and you're going to see some really cool cars. And you can also go up and thank Charles for her, his service while you're there too. So thank you for coming to lunch with me today. Lunch is here and. Uh, uh, again, thank you for sharing your story with me, sir. I appreciate it. Ah, not a, not a problem. No problem. <laughs>